Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of What Do We Call This Podcast. I am your host, Kaylin. This is your beginning of the episode reminder to follow and rate the podcast on whatever listening platform you're listening to um, right now, and also to check out the social media stuff that I have at the bottom um, in the podcast description. I recently started a TikTok, so you can check out some of the clips there as well. I'm going to try to keep that away from Instagram and just have like fun little podcast stuff here and there on that. But I think TikTok is probably going to be a little more fun for um, like clip interactions. So I'd love to hear from you all. Comment on the videos. Um, let's chat. Uh, but that's all I have for podcast corner stuff. Uh, we're just going to dive right in and I'm going to introduce you to my guest today. I am joined by Amy. Say hello. <laughs> hello. Hi, Amy. Um, Amy is the founder of Body Mind Reiki Business. Um, founder, owner, it's hers. Super freaking cool. Um, she's a Reiki master teacher. And it's just something that I've always been intrigued in, but I haven't really dove much into. Just kind of observed from afar, like had interest, but I, I truly know nothing about it. So we're all just going to learn something new together. Maybe you listen or know a little bit about Reiki and this will be like, a fun little niche thing to listen to um, that maybe you don't get to, I guess you would say, consume in the media as often because I feel like, I don't know, maybe there's not a lot of content create creators out there with that kind of stuff. So it'll just be a good conversation. Um, Amy is also a podcaster and her podcast is the Holistic Health Show. So check that out. I'll include it in the show notes description too. So you can like go check it out if it's something you're interested in. And let's see. Oh, the last little thing is she's in Australia. So she's in the future right now. <laughs> it's nighttime for me and um, mid-morning for her. Yeah. It's almost yeah. lunchtime. Yeah, that's right. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. That's what a great time. What a great time. <laughs> Welcome to the future, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's always so funny, like, talking with people in Australia. I'm like, what? And then oh, even just like figuring out the um, time zone stuff together. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Amy was so gracious to, and patient with me while <laughs> trying to figure out all the time zone stuff. And I'm like, I think one day I'll get it. And every time I say that, and then something happens where I'm like an hour off or I mean, in our case, when we were first trying to record, you know, um, <laughs> a day off. Yeah. But you know, it's really common because you think you get the hang of it and then the time zone changes in every yeah. country. So yeah. it's, it's always a bit of a race, I think. Yeah. And you just have to roll with it, especially when you're trying to do stuff online. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you have a lot of understanding for that though, because I know pre like recording and everything you had mentioned, you've done some like long-term travel stuff too. So you get it. <laughs> yeah. So I backpacked for five years and it was just yeah. a constant change of, you know, and I had that, you know, one of the windy watches. What is it? Oh, okay. Um, the analog. Is that the analog? I don't I, know the actual term. Anyway, the, the clock with the hands, right? And so every time I'd be in a new country, you know, winding the watch, I'm like, thank gosh for a digital watch now, you know? <laughs> but yeah, but thanks for having me on the show. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. I've never been a host or I've never been a um, guest before. I've always been a host. So I'm on the other side of the, uh, the mic this time and I like it. It's nice. You get to do all yeah. the work and I can just... Hey, talk about yourself. Hey, promote yeah. that business. Yeah, be a yeah. badass. <laughs> it's exciting. Well, so you've um, said, 
Yeah, oh, wait, go no, on. you go, you go, you go. Okay. Yeah, you were just saying that you've never tried Reiki, is that right? Yeah, never. I've never tried it. Um, I'll like, you know, pass like TikTok videos every so often and I'll see it and I'm like, I have no clue what's going on right now, but this is interesting. It is interesting. It's, and what's actually also interesting is I've recently joined TikTok as well. Yes. And I, yeah. So I, you wouldn't have seen a whole lot of my Reiki stuff on there yet because I'm still learning how to kind of get across all that. But yeah. Yeah. See how it goes. I'll have to follow you as well. Yeah, yeah, we can. We'll exchange all that later. That'll. I'm it'll... always looking. I'm always looking for you know ideas. Like, how do they do that? What are What are yeah. they doing? So, yeah, it's good. I know. I have. I have this dream of like, okay, once I'm. I mean, I guess if I'm ever in one spot for a good amount of time, like having like a studio and like good film setup and everything. Like yeah. so far, all of mine are just like taking it from our recording platform we're on right now and like using the like clip tool. And just like formatting it that way. And I'm like, that's all I have access to right now. Unless I like did the airplay thing with my iPhone too. But I'm like, you know, let's just keep it simple. Focus on one another. Enjoy enjoy traveling, you know, (laughs) learn as you go and just just go easy with it. I'd love to have a VA, I think. I think that's my next step because. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Well, I can help you out if you need some help. Any VAs out there? (laughs) Oh, are you a VA? Um, I've, I've been do- yes, we can talk about this more later though. I don't want to make that about this. <laughs> but yeah, there, yeah, yeah, okay. There are, yeah, there's a few different things I'm like dabbling in that kind of yeah, make it what it is. So yeah, we can talk about that later though. <laughs> it's good though. It's good how these connections happen, you know? Yeah. You, you don't realize. Yeah. yeah. It's I don't been know. a lot of fun podcasting so far. I've met so many different people and I'm learning yes. a lot too, right? Like you said, my show is called The Holistic Health Show and I started it because I really want to bridge the gap between Western and complementary mm-hmm. medicines and just show people how they can be combined to to create a really proactive and holistic health plan for someone. And so as I've been kind of reaching out and looking for guests, I've actually been learning a lot myself. So it's like yeah. this journey of education for others and myself. And I'm, yes. I'm really digging it. I like it. It's It mm. keeps an open mind. I feel like that's really healthy for us as we like grow and age too. Like you think about the saying like, you know, like older folks get so set in their ways. And I'm like, I hope I'm not like that when I'm however old, when I think of like you know, yeah. some of the funny, like older people in my family. And I'm like, no, like, I, I always want to be learning. I always want to have an open yeah. mind. And like, this totally provides that space. You know what I mean? Mm. I think it keeps you younger too, you know, just to realize yeah. that we are yeah. always learning and evolving. And, you know, because you, you hear a lot of people say like, well, back in my day, this didn't happen. And it's like, well, <laughs> you know, maybe you just, your eyes weren't open to it. Or maybe society has changed a lot in the last, yeah. you know, 30, 40 years. So yeah I'm always yeah. open to learning, and I think you learn every day from everyone you know all all ages truly. too, so it's always an opportunity yeah truly, truly well, before mm-hmm. I dive into questions, is there um any other stuff you want to mention about your business um in particular while well, you can like shout that out because I know there are a few listeners who would definitely be interested yeah. Yeah, so I'm a Reiki master teacher, uh, third generation. So my grandmother was the first Reiki master teacher in our family, and we grew up with it, which seemed really normal to me. And then as I, yeah, you know, spoke to other friends and that who were, well, what is this, and you know, why are you doing that? And it's it was great. It was something that we could rely on, and it offered us a, a 
you know, an insight into holistic health and trying to stay proactive with our health, you know, while, while still seeing doctors and doing all that sort of stuff when need be. And so, yeah, so I practice Reiki and chakra balancing. I'm a chakra guide as well, which I absolutely love. And that's one of the series actually on my podcast. But check it out. So my okay. business, yeah, Body Mind Key. I'm happy to answer any questions or you can get in touch. I do free consult calls and all that's there. And then as Kaylin mentioned, the Holistic Health Show, it's on all the podcasting platforms as well. And come along, join and learn with me because it's it's been a lot of fun. And there's, as I mentioned, there's just a lot of learning and really experienced people on there. So. Oh, that's so cool. How how has outreach been for you for like finding other people for the way you run your podcast? Because I know you talked about like talking to more professional people. Mm. So I'm like curious how that's gone for you. You know, I was really nervous and I'm again yeah. learning a lot on this podcasting journey. <laughs> I had, you know, I have do have my husband who helps with some of it, but neither of us are creatives. So it's new and um you know, we have some updates coming that are, I'm hoping are going to streamline the show and make it a little bit more, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, I guess engaging, but okay. as for content and people that are coming on, you know, you first start out and I was reaching out to, cause I'm involved in Reiki. So I know other Reiki partic- practitioners and most right. Reiki practitioners or master teachers will have other modalities in their pockets, in their toolbox. And because I'm, you know, in those professional organizations, I know quite a variety of people. So I started there. I started with the people I know. And then I joined some podcasting groups and um, a group with the platforms that I use. Yeah. And I just made a post and said, hey, does anyone want to come on the show? This is what we're about. And I thought, you know, I'm a bit vulnerable. I feel a bit nervous about this, but I'll put it out there and see what happens. And the yeah. um, I put a link to my application form. And then they just started coming in and I thought, yes. oh, well, this is going to be, they're going to see the post and the post is going to get lost. So I'll get all this big influx and then it'll just stop. Mm-hmm. Since then, uh, gosh, maybe a month and a month ago, say I've posted that and because we only launched in June mm-hmm. and I have every, like, so initially probably got 60 applications And most of them really interesting and not all the same, which is, you know, I didn't want all life coaches, you know, I didn't want all, you know, because once you hear one thing, you know, everyone has a different perspective, but you kind of need to share more varied content and I want it to be, you know, holistic. Um, And so I thought, well, this is going to die off. But since every day, probably two to five a day applications are coming in, this is why I said I need a BA because I'm like, you know, you can't. As much as you can have automations, right, set up, but that right. only goes so far, and you need to actually meet and talk with people and yeah, work have out someone like scheduling it out, find out compatibility, yeah. you know. So it's yeah. been really cool. It's I'm having, like I said, a lot of fun. I think it could be yes. overwhelming, maybe if I wasn't so uh, into it. And I do have, mm-hmm. you know, I have some pretty strict boundaries in my own life around my business and my personal life. So that definitely helps. But yeah, I'm currently putting people on the wait list for almost mid 2024 with, uh, oh, that's great recordings. Yeah. Super exciting. Hell yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. That's good. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm starting to put myself out there and be a guest, which I never, yeah. 
<laughs> wasn't sure if I'd yeah. do. I'm not the most <laughs> extroverted. I am, I can be shy. So I was thought, oh, will I do this? And I thought, hell, why not? Like, just give yeah, it a go. So here yeah. I am. So thank you. Cross, You're my first. Cross listenerships. Yeah, thank Ooh, you. You were my second podcaster guest. It's really nice. Yeah. The, the first one I had, like, we were, you know, cracking up about like, oh, like, it's so refreshing to, like, be on both ends with someone who, like, has the mic and knows to, yeah. like, do X, Y, or Z, and they're, like, totally in it. And I'm like, oh, it does yeah. make it, like, a little bit easier, which I appreciate, yeah. but. Because there yeah. kind of is a lot well, that you have to consider, isn't it? Yeah. But, yeah. I have this like mm. whole email I send to people if they're like, you know, not in the podcasting <laughs> realm. And then the first time I had like a podcaster on, I was like, oh, I don't have to send any of this to them. Like I'll include yeah. it at the bottom if necessary, but I doubt they'll even read it. Like it's not that important. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's no, so funny. I get it. Well, cool. I have a few questions that we can dive into. Yeah. So I'm just going to fire them off and you go on your stream cool. of consciousness and share your stuff with the people. <laughs> Sweet. Um, okay. So first, tell us the history of your path into holistic medicine um, and specifically Reiki. You mentioned your third generation. Uh, mm. I'd love to hear a little bit more about that um, and just your history as a whole. Yeah. So I started um, working as a paramedic. Uh, it really feels like a lifetime ago now, but I knew when I was actually still just doing the training. So I was in school for paramedicine and I had set myself a goal before I had even graduated that by the time I turned 30, I would no longer be a paramedic. And okay. I did that because the more I got into that life, um, even though I was still in school, you know, you're, you're surrounded by seasoned paramedics and the lifestyle and stuff. And I just saw the toll that it takes on the body and the mental health of every paramedic that I've ever met. And I yeah. didn't want that for myself. So I didn't want to have knee and back problems because I'm lifting patients that are way too heavy and, you know, the pay doesn't stack up to the the struggle kind of that you're putting yourself into and being overworked right. because paramedics you know, there's not enough of some, uh, or sometimes mm -hmm. there's enough medics, but there's not enough buses. So then you also, you know, not enough ambulances. And so then you realize, right. you know, it's just that, that, I don't know, that culture and paramedic paramedicine is so necessary. And I loved the job. Um, and you know, my hat goes off to everyone who's still doing it and who's done it for a very long time. It's a very rewarding career, but it also comes with a lot of challenges. And, but I just didn't want to do that for the rest of my life. I wanted to have the experience and I wanted to be able to help people in that way, but not forever. And then as I was a medic, I just kept seeing my patients. And again, I grew up with Reiki. So, you know, my family was, most people in my family were very much about proactive health and about, right. you know, not just the reactive healthcare model. And I just right. kept seeing patients who I thought, I wish you were just approaching life a little differently so that you mm -hmm. wouldn't be here right now. It's not to say that you wouldn't need a, a, a doctor or a paramedic at some point in your life, but some things right. are just, you know, preventable, or at least you wouldn't be susceptible to it as, as, at, as at such a young age. So, you know, you'd see patients or in the, in the ambulance and, then you'd see them a month later because they're doing the same thing. 
And, you know, I really felt called to do something about that, but you, you can't really do anything about that in that field, or I didn't know how I could in that field at the time. Yeah. So I decided to move into exploring what it might look like to help people on a more proactive level. And then I moved, um, there's a little bit of a gap here. So I did that and I, then I ended up backpacking for five years, um, which was another great story, <laughs> story. Yeah, it's like yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> so we have that little gap and then I kind of came back home. So I'm Canadian. So I was living in Newfoundland, Canada and came back home, jumped back into paramedicine for a little bit and then moved to Australia, which is where my husband is from. Um, and that's when I started diving into Reiki. So I wasn't going to be a paramedic here. I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. And so I started Body, Mind, Key. And that's kind of how I got in. That's how Body, Mind, and Key started. Um, yeah. Just about wanting to help people more on a proactive level. And I'm studying. I'm hoping to, so I'm going to challenge, or I have challenged the GAMSAT, which is the Australian Medical School entrance exam uh, in the mm -hmm. States and Canada. I know in Canada it's called the MCAT. I'm not sure in the States. I think it's the same. Same um, thing, yeah. Yeah. So I'm hoping to get into medical school next year so that I can yes. kind of bridge that gap on a more broader um, scale with more knowledge into, mm -hmm. you know, medicine. Yeah. And that's kind of, that's how it all came about. Started with my grandmother. So it started with Nan yeah. and then. <laughs> yeah so we're very grateful that's she's, awesome. she, yeah she's helped us a lot thanks nan because i know she's definitely gonna listen <laughs> <laughs> oh yay mm. um i'm i'm curious how when did you start your business like how long has it been so that was 2019 okay yeah, yeah. you're almost at the five-year mark you're that's mm. that's so solid you passed yeah. the one-year mark now you're at the five-year or almost three of those years were covid <laughs> so oh, yeah so that was probably kind of hard huh i didn't do anything with it during covid because okay uh, and we were we were pretty lucky here in sydney not to have a crazy amount right, of lockdowns yeah. um mm -hmm. but people were still really hesitant on you know being in public. Um, yeah. And I found actually people in this community, well, in the circle that I was in, were even more hesitant to go out around. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm just, I'm thinking about that now. I've never really reflected on that too much, but I found that it just really slowed everything down. Um, so I just stopped doing everything, um, like taking yeah. clients. Most I did some distance Reiki. Uh, but I didn't take any in person for that time. And that's when I guess I started thinking of other ideas and where the idea for the holistic health show kind of came along. So, yeah. Yeah. Can you explain distance Reiki for the listeners really quick? Mm. So distance Reiki is the same as Reiki. Um, it just works. So you wouldn't be in person. So it works across time and space. So for example, if you decided you wanted to distance Reiki now, I could do that mm -hmm. for you, even though you're not in the same room with me. And yeah, there's not a lot of research out there about Reiki. I did actually just launch um, an episode 
with uh, Sonia Zadro came on the show and she's doing her PhD in research in energy healing and specifically Reiki. So there's some stuff out there, uh, but not a lot. And there's becoming more. And I've, I've kind of planted, I hope I've planted a seed for her. I'd love for her to do a little bit more research on distance Reiki, but yeah, yeah, it really is just as effective. The sessions tend to be shorter and it's great for people mm-hmm. who, you know, during COVID when you weren't allowed to leave your house or if you're yeah. in the hospital or you're at home sick and you're not able to leave, um, you know, if you're just too weak or you're just feeling too sick or, uh, I often, um, will text my mom when I, you know, the night before the game set, I was like, mom, I need a Reiki and mom, mom's in Canada. So, you know, she did a distant Reiki for me then just to help me kind of settle my nerves and be calm yeah. and get a good night's sleep before the exam. So it's really great for anyone who just, yeah, can't leave the house. Or if you want to have a session to calm before bed, uh, you can already be in bed when you're having the session, you know, so you can be at home, That's relax cool. and feel comfortable. If you have social anxiety and you're getting Reiki to help with anxiety, yeah. and you're not quite ready to go out yet. Yeah. So it's got a lot of benefits. All the benefits are the same as Reiki, except it has the added benefit of you don't have to leave your house if you don't want to. Or yeah. if you're, you know, you have one Reiki practitioner that you really trust and you know, you're away somewhere or you've moved, you can still connect with them in that way. Yeah. And so when you say that, you mean when it's someone you really trust, you might not have to have the added element of having um, like FaceTime or Skype or whatever modality, like is most of it for distance, you're still seeing each other like on the screen or how does that work? So different practitioners do it differently. Uh, You tend to meet first. So when mom does a Reiki with me, I'll just tell her I want a Reiki and she'll just do it. You don't, we don't meet on video chat or anything. She just does it. I can, I can sometimes tell that she started even if she hasn't told me because you just feel the Reiki. (laughs) So, um, but not again, not always when I'm meeting with clients doing distance Reiki, I like to check in with them first online, have a connection, Mm -hmm. see why they're getting, you know, especially if they're a new client, you want to know why they're here. You want to build that connection, chat with them and really understand what their intention is for the session. So I'll do it online and then we'll shut down. I'll, they'll go get in their comfy place and I'll do the Reiki and I'll tell them if you have any questions or you want to text me after go ahead. But I'm, I generally try not to call them after the session because if they have fallen asleep, I don't want to disturb that. So I get yeah. them to then get in touch with me or, and I'll send a follow-up um, email, a text or phone call, whatever they've decided they want kind of the next day. Cool. Yeah. I like it. Well, I haven't even asked like the, in, the like probably most important introduction question of this all, but mm. can you give us the history and the like, well, I don't want to say elevator pitch because I want you to do it a little more justice than that, but how, <laughs> what is Reiki? That's my question. Yeah, what is Reiki? Yeah, excellent. (laughs) Yeah. So Reiki is an energy healing modality, and it's based on the principle that um, we're all connected. So all living things are, we're just, we're connected by this energy, this universal life force. And the practitioner connects with the client and um, uh, the word has slipped my mind now, but 
brings um, the Reiki energy to the client. And I'm really thinking of this word and I can't. <laughs> but they just, they bring Reiki energy to the client and they connect with their energy and the universal energy. And it brings their, it kind of clears the energy of the, of the client and also really focuses on the chakras. So Reiki does to help align the chakras because you're clearing up all that energy. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. It's pretty great. It, right on. It, uh, yeah. So the, a little bit of the history, I'm just thinking about uh, the elements of your question then. Yeah. yeah, the, yeah. Um, it, we celebrated 100 years of Reiki last year, which was really exciting. So it's not new, okay. even though it's not yeah. heard of. Um, you know, it's not common practice, I suppose. It's becoming more and more popular, definitely. But it's been around 100 years. And despite that, like I said, the research isn't really well developed or there's not a lot of it. But there is more and more. And you'll hear um, lately a lot of the research is around is Reiki better than placebo? Uh, and this is what, this is the title of uh, Sonia, who I mentioned her research project, but also I've seen a few other uh, organizations who have been doing the same and I haven't attended any of that, so I can't speak on them, but a lot of people get this idea because we don't really know the science behind Reiki. We know that the practitioner is kind of, you know, channeling the energy and, you know, it's, it's the practitioner is kind of the medium for the energy. So we're not guiding right. the energy per se. Uh, or we're not directing and it goes where it wants. But so even though it's there and it's working and the research now, the evidence is showing that it works better than placebo. We don't really know why or, you know, how or what what's happening in a scientific type of way. So, um, I just lost where I was. Gosh, I'm getting too excited no, about talking good. about it. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Just like yeah. the... You were saying like when you're, I'm trying to think, you, you phrase it more eloquently because you're the, you're the professional, but you were <laughs> mentioning like you're the medium for the energy, um, not the one like putting it out there, like you're guiding it, I guess that's how you described it. That's oh, and the history and the research. And then the placebo. Being, yeah, and yeah, the placebo, like, placebo effect. Yeah, so yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. people think that because we think it's working, that that's why it's working, right? So it's like taking that sugar pill and your headache yeah. goes away, right? That's yeah, yeah, what the yeah. placebo effect is. And so that a yeah. lot of people were saying, well, this is Reiki is just placebo, right? The the practitioner isn't actually doing anything. Um, but the science or and the research is showing evidence that it is actually better than placebo, which mm -hmm. is really exciting for clients and people who want to tr try Reiki, but also practitioners. And... And then there was, you know, before this evidence kind of came out, there was still the argument of, and you know what, if it is placebo, and it, but it is working, why not still use it if it's taking away pain and reducing anxiety? So there was yeah. kind of that argument around it anyway, like, well, whatever. If you take a sugar pill and yeah. it does work, and you're able yeah. to trick yourself in that way, do it anyway, you know, if you're getting relief yeah. from it. But the science, yeah, the evidence is there that. Uh, and you can listen to Sandra talk about it. She explains it a lot better than me because she's done all the research. Um, but it's on the it's on my podcast, The Holistic Health yeah. Show, with her explaining it much better than I can. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's you, really you exciting. did it justice. Mm. Um, I, I'm, like, thinking, like, 
with anything that isn't Western medicine, there's so many people that like, you know, com combat the alternatives or like the more holistic like styles of healing and or modalities of healing. And I just think like, okay, you say you have a client come in and they're there to work on whatever thing. And, you know, you're describing, okay, what's the difference between placebo effect and Reiki? Like if, and you're saying, you know, Sandra's seeing the research where it is better than placebo effect. Like if you just break it down even more to, okay, someone's taking the time to want to work on this one thing. They're taking that moment for themselves to work on something that they know like needs healing in whatever way, whether that's personal. Mm. I mean, I guess typically it would be personal because it's a, it's a, energy type thing but yeah. like setting aside setting aside that time for yourself is healing in its own way because you're taking mm. care of yourself in that regard and it's like that already has so much power that it's like yeah i don't know do you it's know what i'm getting at it's like know? yeah exactly exactly care. <laughs> yeah yeah okay Absolutely. so i'm curious like what well i have two questions um mm-hmm. You're saying it's a uh, hundred years old. You just re- it just recently got celebrated as a hundred year old practice. Uh oh. Yeah. Can you yeah, hear so me? Yeah. Okay? So last year we celebrated a okay. hundred years of Reiki, um, and that's the Yusui system of Reiki. Okay. So he, yeah, he kind of developed Reiki, I suppose is the word, and started to spread it around and teach it. And then it was eventually brought over to the Western world where we learned all yeah. about it and started sharing it. And it's really spread now. It's kind of everywhere. Um, yeah. I was um, chatting last week with an international Reiki organization and their their staff and their board of directors and they're, you know, they're all over the world, which is amazing to see that because it originated in Japan. So mm-hmm. um, it's amazing to see how far it's come and spread. And now well, that you we're answered finally starting to get like, the research. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. You started to answer one of my like follow-up questions to that, which was like, what, what did it stem from before that? Like you think of, you know, human history in general, which isn't that old in terms of the world itself, but like thinking back to really old practices and then Reiki being relatively, I know you said it's old to like our time, but in like relative history, it is like not that long ago. Like what did it stem from before that? Like, can you dive into any history with that? I don't know. And you know what? Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's something that I do realize I need to get better at talking about. I think I take for granted that I was 13 when I was first introduced to this. And because I just know that it works. It's just natural to you. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, so I I am conscious that I need to, um, and I have, you know, read and studied this, but it's not uh, something that I've practiced really articulating well. So I am conscious of that, more conscious of that now that I'm sitting here talking to you about it. That's (laughs) fine. That's fine. But yeah, so I, yeah, it's something that I definitely have. Better to honor that than to, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's something that I have to do. And and I do recognize that because a lot of people would ask me even growing up, like, what is it? And I'm like, my nan does it, works, (laughs) makes me feel good, you know? And um, I have done a couple of sessions again on the, on the, uh, the holistic health show about what is Reiki and I've done a better job of kind yeah. of scripting that out and explaining it. Totally. Than, uh, yeah. Than I do I'm having I you talk. here on a gut. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry about yeah. that. I, I guess I could have sent you some ahead of time, but they're just like coming up in conversation and I'm like just curious about it because like I I feel like and this is like obviously totally a misconception. It's just me like not knowing really what it is except from afar. But I hear Reiki and I think of like the hand motions, like and mm. that kind of thing. And like that's all I've really ever seen. And I'd love to hear like some of the misconceptions like that you could break down or maybe the way you could do that is like explain what like a typical session looks like with a client. Yeah, absolutely. But first I want to know what do you mean by the hand motions? What I feel like I see <laughs> I see well I, I don't like I don't want to put something like out there or whatever cuz I don't know what I'm doing but I feel like I'll see stuff like videos of people like doing this kind of thing and they're saying it's reiki and I'm like what? Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm keen. I'm keen to know more about that. But um, okay. Yeah, so, so that's I mean, probably you, some other thing, right? <laughs> well, and I guess it depends on. I mean, I think maybe. So I I see okay. this a lot okay. because Reiki is more and more coming up in um, you know, like I think it was mentioned in the show Shit's Creek, and it was definitely on Grace and Frankie. Like I don't know if you know these shows, but yes, 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 I love that show. <laughs> I do too. It's portrayed a lot more in kind of mainstream media and not always accurately yeah. or kind of in a way that it may look accurate, but the stuff that they're saying along with it is totally out there. So yeah. Yeah. So that's why I was interested. I was like, what do, what do you mean by these hand, hand things? That's um, exactly what it was. Like the Grace and Frankie <laughs> episode. I know which one you're talking about where they, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, the ayahuasca one was in like the first episode, but it was later on when they're like in the little vacation house and they're like stoned and all that stuff and they're doing it. And what's I was like, doing I don't know what's on her going husband on? at one point? Probably. <laughs> I think so. Like, I mean, it was her ex-husband, but I think it was them. <laughs> And you know how she does this weird stuff anyway? Like, yeah. she's so, you know, I love her. Anyway, the, the sessions do. don't look like that. At least mine don't. Yes. <laughs> so um, a session with me looks like you come in and we, we have a chat about why you're here and what it is you want to approach. Yeah. And, you know, what your intention might be. And a lot of people will ask. And, I mean, less and less now. Um, mm -hmm. but maybe because I stipulated on my website, uh, when you're making a booking, um, a lot of people ask, you know, am I, cause when you get a massage, you generally you take your clothes off, right? You might leave your undies on, yeah. but yeah. with Reiki, you're fully clothed. You usually have a nice warm, cozy blanket over you. Um, and you're on, a, you are on a massage table and the Reiki practitioner will touch you. Some will keep their hands near you, but not necessarily touch you. Um, mm -hmm. I touch, uh, you know, we talk about that prior as well. Uh, you know, the patient has to be comfortable with right. the client yeah, has yeah, to be yeah. comfortable with that. But so you yeah. are on a massage table, but it's not, and we do touch, but it's not like a massage. So there's no pressure. Mm -hmm. There's no kneading. Um, it's literally just hands laying hands on. Um, we do do brushing. So I'm wondering if like, it seems like she was pulling, like kind of pulling, but, um, yeah, we do brushing. So the client lays there and I get them to do some breathing exercises and we talk about their intention. Yeah. Most clients after they're on the table for, you know, anywhere from 30 seconds to five minutes fall asleep. <laughs> so Reiki, and again, I'm, I'm aware that I could have said this when you were asking me what Reiki is and I'm just like a 
you're funny good, timeline now. You're good. But we're just having a com- we're just having a conversation. Yeah. You go, you go. Yeah. So it promotes uh, relaxation and the body's natural ability to heal itself. Mm-hmm. And so I do find a lot of clients, and and particularly because a lot of clients when they get here they're exhausted and they're stressed and they're only starting to adopt this holistic, you know, proactive approach to their lifestyle. So they're all kind of burnt out, desperately wanting a career change, uh, you know, and they're anxious and nothing else has helped. So they're already ready for a nap. They're already needing some sleep (laughs) and some, you know, some solid rest. So they get on the table close their eyes. We talk about the, you know, the intention and we set that if we want, if we want to, and we'll do that verbally together. Breathing exercises. If I notice that that's something that they they really need and usually they do. And yeah. then I just start, I just start with the Reiki and I can either feel that they fall asleep or they snore quite loudly. <laughs> that's when, you know, somebody really needs a break is when they're snoring really loudly on the table. Um, <laughs> And they, my sessions last anywhere from 60 to 90 minutes, depending. Um, and we usually, again, that's something we talk about when we're going through their treatment plan and what that looks like. And the clients who don't fall asleep will tend to ask questions, you know, if they're getting some sort of sensation or okay, they're just nervous and they want to know, kind of know what's happening. But I kind of only allow that for the first session and then the next session they'll come in I'll say now today we're going to focus yeah. on your breathing and you're going to try <laughs> and really let go and just uh relax into it so I might play a little meditation for them or there's generally some light music playing in the background but yeah it doesn't usually take long if if they're kind of really aware and alert and nervous about the whole thing at first it doesn't take them long to sink into the whole process and end up having a good sleep yeah. I gotta kind of wake them up at the end yeah oh right on that's so interesting it's mm-hmm. like hmm I'm trying to think I, don't, I like I don't want to phrase it in a way that's you know what I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna just, go you you just yeah I'm just gonna sure? ask my question no more being apologetic it sounds yeah. like a combination of like therapy and like yoga meditative breath kind of situation but you're being guided by someone who has and I don't know what kind of like knowledge it involves with you know I mean you said you've learned since you were really young but like Mm. training and stuff in general through like your family and everything I'm like how what's the best way for me to phrase this is there like a psychological component to it too when you're like with a patient and are there like certain nonverbal cues that you can pick up on that help too? Or would you say it's like purely energetic or is it like a melding of, you know, the physical and energetic realms? So I would say when first starting out as a practitioner, I was very much following the steps and following the instructions and, you know, okay. the, the things that I learned in the course. And as you go, you just kind of develop this intuition. Um, cool. And you make that connection with your client, and that's why I like to have the sit down and the, and the talk. And I mean, yeah, you have to do that yeah. anyway. But you just develop this this connection with them. And Reiki, when you're doing the sessions, they can often guide you. And, and well, they do because you're really the, the Reiki is going where it's needed. Um, so it's really guiding you. And things can come up for either the practitioner or the client, and the, 
client understands them much better than the practitioner will because we're not that They're person and we don't it, generally yeah. know a lot about their lives. Um, yeah. yeah, so I can give an example like, you know, a client might have some really bad knee pain and they've come in to get some help and, and relief with that and some healing. And like I said, it stimulates the natural body, uh, uh, the body's natural healing abilities. So they're coming in to kind of complement whatever they might be doing for that knee yeah. pain, whether it be, you know, they've had knee surgery or they're doing physiotherapy or whatever. And, but if it's, if the problem hasn't manifested in the knee, you know, if the problem has manifest, it's actually in the hip, but the oh, knee yeah, is taking yeah. the brunt of it. Mm-hmm. And so you're feeling it in your knee, then the Reiki is going to go to the hip. So I've had a client who, oh gosh, my hip is really, you know, I'm feeling something. And often they can't really explain what that something is, but I just, you know, there's something going on in my hip and, you know, lo and behold, they have actually got a hip problem and their knee is making up for it. And so that's why their knee is hurting, but they're feeling something in their hip because the Reiki is going there and it's being guided because that's where their body needs that. They don't actually need, you know, to heal that knee. Yeah. So it's quite interesting what comes up. And sometimes, um, and I like to be really careful when I say this because, you know, I'm not like a clairvoyant or anything like this. So mm-hmm. I just like to be really clear. But I tell my clients, you know, some things came up and they might be related to you or maybe, maybe not. It's so just, let's chat. Yeah. Let's yeah, chat yeah, yeah. about what's, what's come up. And nine, yeah. oh, I was going to say nine times out of 10, but really it's 10 out of 10. I'll, I'll tell them something and they'll either burst into tears or their eyes will get big and they're like, holy cow, that actually is my life. Like that's something that's happened to me. So mm-hmm. let me think of an example I can give you. Yeah. Um, I was doing uh, a session recently on this woman and she had come in for a variety of reasons um, none related to what I, th- I kind of felt during the session. and. You know, I said to her after, I said, take this, you know, with a grain of salt, but I'm getting this idea that, you know, there's someone that's helping you with something in your life and there's a block around it. And, mm-hmm. and I said, I, and I'm trying not to give too much detail. Um, right, right, but, right. And, and I said, I don't know what that means or why I know this because I don't, I didn't, I hadn't met her before. and. Mm-hmm. She was immediately emotional. She said, yes, somebody is helping me and they're helping me a lot, but it's also really hard because I have to accept the health and I'm grateful to accept the health, the help, but we're arguing over it because we, ha- we don't see eye to eye on, on what hmm. that should look like. And it was something, yeah. it was actually a huge problem for her um, and something that she didn't realize that was bothering her that, that, you know, brought up so much emotion. So mm-hmm. just things like that. And I know I'm being a little bit vague, but I don't like to say, you know, a whole lot. Of course. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. In regards to that. Um, but it's just, yeah. So these things can come up and I won't have any idea why. And mm-hmm. I'll just ask the client, are you open to me sharing what came to me? But you have to realize that I'm not here to, you know, tell the future kind of thing or right, you know, right, 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 right. get into your past or anything like that. Like I don't do any past life stuff. So, but yeah, 10 times out of 10, it resonates with them and they say, yeah, that's something I need to work on. And then we'll add that into their treatment plan. And 
work on it. That's so cool. Mm. Um, it is. It's, it's amazing. Like- and you know what? It's been so, you know, 27, 25 years, I guess. And I'm still amazed every time, you know, with every client that comes in, every time I have a session, you know, I'm even the one, because everyone's curious and asking, yeah. you know, how, what, what, what did you feel or how, how did I go? How's my energy? And even I'm like that when I get on the table. So I see, like I said, I do distance <laughs> healing with my mother, but I see someone as well nearby to have in-person yeah. Reiki. And uh, even I'm like, so how did I feel today? <laughs> what's, what's going on in my life? You know, how's my energy? Everyone's just so curious, even me. And I, I, I'm always just so in awe of what's happening and how accurate it is and how much yeah, relief you yeah. get. And mm, even after all this time, like I said, so it's pretty exciting. I think it's you should cool. give it a try. I, think, I would love yeah. to. I would totally yeah. love to. You're like saying all this yeah. stuff and I'm like, oh, I wonder like what would that look like for myself? Because we're humans yeah. and we think of ourselves and, you know, we can just totally acknowledge that. Like you're acknowledging it as yeah. a, like, pra- would you say a practitioner? Would that be the right way to phrase it? Yeah. Yeah. Like as a practitioner of Reiki, like you think of it for yourself whenever you're the one receiving it. I'm like, wow, it's so interesting. Like, because you can just get so much guidance come- out of it, you know? And- yeah. 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 I'm like, huh. It's fascinating. Gotta do some like life reflection, I guess. I don't Mm. really know. (laughs) Well, you know what? Like Um, have a session, find a practitioner, have a session, and then it'll come together. You know, you might not even have this big thing that you know you need to work on, but go have a session, start adopting that into your life. And as you go, as you move through life's challenges, you know, you just, you have that guidance already. Yeah. Mm. I like it. I like it. Yeah. It's pretty well, exciting stuff. I have, I think one more question. We're really, di- we're deep diving, which I love. Yeah, yeah. So we're not going to hit go. them all, but I think, well, we kind of hit most of them just naturally in conversation. It's just not guided in that, you know, one, two, three, four, five structure. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Um, I was curious what kind of stuff, well, I guess, first of all, would you say as a practitioner, there's a level of like intuition for taking in a client? Like, is there any stuff you intuitively recognize with how long you've been practicing it when you're like in taking someone for the first time versus, you know, someone you have been regularly seeing that's a regular patient? Like, whether that's nonverbal or energetic or I don't know. Do you know what I'm getting at? Or is that a little too vague? I'm not too sure. Um, I do know okay. that. So when people kind of come for all the same sort of stuff, like, okay, okay. I'm not sure if that's really answering your question. And I, I don't, so maybe I, I'm not quite sure what you're asking. But when I see people in here, I, everyone's here for kind of the same reason. They want to feel okay. better. They want to, they want to adopt a proactive approach to health. The, you know, Western medical model has helped, but not helped enough, or they mm-hmm. haven't been given all the answers that they need. And yeah. a lot of people are just tired and just need something else and need, you know, an energetic boost. And they didn't know that that's what they needed until, you know, they came across either the podcast or, you know, they yeah. saw it at a local fair or whatever. 
and they're, you know, they're just here to give it a try for the first time. A lot of people are really walking through the door for the first time, never have having experience like this before. So it's great to see that more and more people are giving it a shot and trying it and, you know, end up kind of sticking to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I, I do find that a lot of clients are, are for, you know, newbies. So yeah, that's cool. Mm, it is. Well, I'm curious yeah. how you say like, you know, you do, I, I guess you would call it an intake for like the first time someone's coming in and then determine treatment plan from there and like revisit that. It sounds like each time they're coming in is like other stuff comes up and I'm curious what kind of stuff you typically recommend. Like if you think of all the clients you have, like what are you typically recommending for a treatment plan, like continuing? Yeah. So we gen they generally come in and we talk about why they're here. And if it's their first time or they've never had a Reiki, then I like to get mm-hmm. them to do, I have a chakra assessment tool. And I, so I get them to, uh, to fill this out. It's just, um, let me show you what it looks like. So I have one of these for each of the seven chakras. So this is like the, the crown chakra. I understand or higher consciousness. And so they just rate these. There's 10, one, two. Yeah, there's 10 of them and I just get them to rate them and then we tally them all up and it's out of 20 for each of the seven and that gives them Mm -hmm. a good indication of their chakra health and so then we chat about that and how that might resonate with them depending on um, how the chakra is aligning with different aspects of their life Mm -hmm. and and then we talk about the main reason that they came in and we kind of put all that together and I say okay well now we're going to get you on the table and we're just going to do the session so that I can actually have a feel and see you know not visually see but see kind of what that looks like and how your chakra health is and what your energy energy feels like and what comes up and generally the first session is a pretty heavy session um usually there's a lot that comes up uh especially for you know someone who's never done this or isn't practicing these techniques at home to kind of keep it in totally um you know in check balanced yeah yeah so it's pretty heavy and they they'll often go home and um, they'll know, they'll notice that it's a heavy session, whether it's, you know, they won't sleep that well that night or they're particularly emotional. Um, it's just the energy kind of moving cause it was all blocked up and now it's able to flow. And so things are coming up for them. And then, I, mm-hmm. so I'll always say, give me a call, give me a text. Um, you know, if you need to talk to me before your next session. And so that's what the first session looks like. It's just this kind of chatting about why you're here, looking at your chakras, doing yeah. the assessment tool, having the actual assess that the actual session. And then I kind of leave it at that because it generally is a heavy session and the energy is just going to start moving and and that can feel sometimes overwhelming. Um and then they come in for their second and we talk about how they felt in the days after. And um you know, what's going on now and how things may have changed or may have not. And we revisit the reason they're in and we continue to work on that. And by then, you know, it just depends on the person, what that next session looks like. And then we go through their treatment plan. So, uh, so again, with this client who who's come in recently, she's working through, 
uh, she wants to change career paths, but she's having a lot mm-hmm. of blocks and there's stuff going on in her personal life. So we did the first session and she came back and we did another session discussing how the chakras now look after we've had that session. And she went home with some homework on uh, some activities to do for the particular chakras that were needing some extra love. And she did that work. And you can always tell when someone does the work before before they come in. And so she, we had the next session. And now she's working up towards having what's called a restorative Reiki. And that's okay. um, a 19-minute session. And it's it's geared towards just real goal setting and removing blocks around what might be preventing you from reaching that goal and helping you, okay. you know, manifest that goal. Uh, so she'll have one more regular, you know, 60 minute Reiki session while doing the activities that, uh, she's chosen to do for her chakra health. And then we'll do the restorative Reiki and, We'll do another chakra assessment tool. We'll talk to her about what her, you know, how she feels about how things have been going. And I'll see again during the session how how things are looking. And then she'll either come back a few more times regularly or she'll go home and keep doing what she needs to do until another big life event happens and she feels like she needs a session or she feels, you know, that she wants to do this every one or two or three months just to kind of stay on top of it. Um, yeah. mm. so it does, it can look really different for everyone depending on what needs okay. to be moved, but that's generally what I'm seeing is people okay. are coming in, having that big first session and then they come back and, and we, we chat again and we keep it a little bit, uh, more relaxed because the first one was so heavy and by then the energy is generally flowing which feels nicer for everyone mm. yeah yeah oh i love it i, I like love to it. say I... yeah so i i like to say like with your chakras one an imbalance in one can impact another so if you think okay. of like a river and then there's a dam put in okay. the river. The flow is impacted above and below the river where the dam is. Yeah. And so if that river like is your energy. I'm like closing my eyes envisioning it. <laughs> yeah. So if that river is your energy and then you've got this dam here. Yeah. You know, that dam is one of your blocked chakras. So the chakras above and below are impacted. Yeah. Overflow versus not enough yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Right. So overactive or underactive. That's a great visualization. Yeah. So when you, you know, say you're focusing on this one, say it's the heart, you know, it's, we get in there, we do the assessment tool. I have a look, we can, you know, we see that it's the the heart chakra that needs a lot of love and care, even though on your assessment tool, they all might've been low. When you get in, you feel the energy. It's okay, here, it's the heart. So we're going to go home. We're going to send you home with some activities to balance your heart chakra. And you do okay. that work and you come back and, oh, all of a sudden, okay, there's, everything's kind of opening and flowing at the same rate. And you do your assessment tool at the end of your treatment plan and things are looking pretty nice. Hell yeah. yeah. I love yeah. it. I, and it's, all things holistic make me stoked. Like, yeah. It's like really just another aspect of health. Like, you know, yeah, we yeah. eat really healthy. Preventative. Drink lots you and of water. I really bonded about that. Yeah. Yeah. You do all this stuff yeah. so that you don't show up in the emergency room, right? And mm-hmm. you ha- but you have to do it every day. So it's just the same thing. You have right. to take up these activities and they don't have to be 
it's not hard work. You know what I mean? Five minutes yeah, a minute. It's building a habit. Day. It's like if you're gonna brush your teeth, also maybe yeah. take even five minutes to meditate in the morning instead yeah. of scrolling on your phone or whatever yeah. it is. And it doesn't yeah. even have to be that um you know, di- you know, that taking that time out. It doesn't even have to be just five minutes meditating. Mm-hmm. Sing and dance in the car or around, I mean, you're not going to yeah. dance in the car, but sing in the car, dance in the kitchen. Like <laughs> that's all helping with your chakras and the, the creative energies, right? So yeah. even just yeah. doing activities that you love, you know, grounding, practice grounding once a week. Why not? Yes. That All that helps. And then when this big life event happens, sure, you'll need to have your your health looked at again, your energetic health yeah. and looked at again, but it won't be this kind of like brick wall that's hit you because you'll, yeah. you'll have built up that, that health and, and you have the tools in your pocket. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, are you talking about anything specifically when you mentioned like big life stuff coming up and like I mean, being prepared for that? It can be anything, anything, yeah. you know, the death of a family member or a friend, right? Mm-hmm. Big arguments, you know, divorce, yeah. you've been in an accident, you've had surgery, all these things impact your mental and emotional and physical health and all that impacts your, you know, your chakras. And your your energy, yeah. right? Yeah, mm. yeah. I love it. I love it. It makes me want to like revisit the stuff that I was like building habits with. That it's like you know you hear about some of the like holistic health stuff, and you're like yeah, if I kept that up, maybe I would notice these other things. Like yoga has been a really regular thing for me in the last like yeah. two months, and that's been really cool. And I'm like. I totally notice it, which this is like so TMI, but it's not even TMI. I'm not going to apologize for women's health because fuck society. Yeah. (laughs) This is super weird. And I don't even know if it's even backed by anything, but I was like talking to my partner and I was all, yo, like ever since I started regularly doing yoga, I haven't been getting as many like yeast infections lately or UTIs. Like I, I, I'm always struggling with that. I'm like... (laughs) what even is this? And that's really interesting. Not that that's Reiki specifically, but it's like, you think about all these other modalities of whether it's like movement or like self-love and self-care practices. And those can affect you just as much, if not better and more long-term, like, you know, what you're striving for with your business than taking your regular Azos. (laughs) This is not an Azo sponsor. I'm just speaking from, (laughs) you know. (laughs) It's absolutely all connected. It absolutely is. I mean, how could it not be? How could could it not be doing something so, you know, yummy? That's how I think of yoga for your body. Obviously, that's going to benefit you in all the ways, you know? Yeah. It's great that you can put that link there too because now why would you stop doing yoga if it means you're not going to have a yeast infection or at least you're going to have them less no, frequently? Exactly. I mean, I'd absolutely be doing yoga every day if that was the case. <laughs> yeah. Know? It like, it makes me think I'm like, well, what's like the hormonal benefit? Cause like the one thing, like I'm really interested in like fertility awareness method and mm. like I've been doing that regularly now all for a while, but like more accurate, accurately since like April with like the temperature side of things and everything. And yeah. I notice like the infection thing specifically like happening 
right around ovulation each month. Like it's a surge in hormones. So that means there's like a hormonal thing probably like based off of what I know from fucking, you know, high school biology. And I'm like, oh, I wonder how movement helps with that. Like it Mm. it gets you thinking, you know what I mean? It's also interesting, isn't it? it. Yeah. 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 You know, so I was going through a taunt this kind of, it was stressful, right? COVID was happening. Yeah. I was studying and the university is in Newfoundland, but I was in Australia. So mm-hmm. my classes were at like 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 3 a.m. And I was doing a full course load. So a full course load is five uh. courses. I was actually doing six because I was trying to like get ahead. Um, but I was still working full time. So not at my business. Uh, so I kind of, like I said, stopped that during COVID. And I was working elsewhere um, during COVID, mm-hmm. which was also pretty stressful. And I was not practicing Reiki. You know, I was barely even doing self-Reiki. You know, we weren't going out. Reiki clinics weren't open, you know, at least around my area. You And sometimes you weren't yeah. allowed because it was locked down anyway. So I was just studying. I was tired. It was stressful. I was, you know, and it, plus I was just worried. I wasn't allowed to go home to Canada and see my family. I was, they weren't allowed to come here. And that was really tough. So it was just all like the shitty stuff that came along with the world being locked down. Um, and now I wasn't doing Reiki. I wasn't really doing a whole lot of anything, uh, f- you know, for my health. And then I went out the back in the garden to study. I was getting ready to study for a chem exam. And we had this big umbrella, outdoor umbrella. And I was winding the <laughs> umbrella, new umbrella, perfectly fine umbrella. Was winding it up and then smack. It broke. And one of the arms oh, came no. down and smacked me right here across the face. Ew. And it really, 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 really hurt. It hurt yeah. so bad. Did you get a black and, eye from that? Well, I got a concussion from it. I didn't know it at the time. Oh, so I just gosh. sat down and I kind of went, oh my gosh, I can't, you know, I can't believe how much that hurts because it surprises oh. you. And so I was studying. And then I, you know, as I went on, I kept getting a worse and worse headache and my vision was blurry. And I eventually, I came into my husband and I said, there's something wrong. Like I just got hit in the face with the umbrella. Okay, fine. But there's something more that's wrong with me. I don't feel well. I'm dizzy. And so we went to the hospital and they were like, yeah, so you have a concussion. I ended up on the bed or on the couch for two weeks. Couldn't read, couldn't look at anything. I, I could not read. I don't know if you've ever had a concussion, but no, but I could yeah, feel I feel my brain yeah. working. Yeah, like it's so yeah. weird. Like it was all of a sudden, you know, you get a really sore bicep muscle from doing bicep curls. Mm-hmm. Every time I was thinking, I could feel my brain it- working, <laughs> and it's such a weird thing, you know. To, yeah. to feel, yeah. I don't know how to explain it other than my thinking was painful. So I laid there for two weeks. I didn't think, I didn't read, I didn't look at anything. And it did damage, I, not, tempor- uh, not permanently, thankfully, but it did damage the vision mm-hmm. in, in my eye for a while. Um, wow. And it took, it took me three or four months before... I, you know, the headaches were gone and I was able to do things kind of normally again. I still can't shake my head a lot. You know, when you dry your hair and you shake it, you turn upside down and you shake your hair out. I still can't, like, I can't do that. Um, Car rides as a passenger are really tough now. 
Anyhow, the reason why I'm telling you about my concussion is because after the concussion, I was then, I I have celiac disease. So autoimmune (laughs) diseases come in multiples. When you already have one, you're more susceptible to another. And shortly after the concussion, I stood in the doorway of this room, actually, to my husband while he was in a meeting with work. And I was like, I think I'm having a heart attack. Now, I was in my mid-30s, so I should not be feeling like I'm having a heart attack. And I'm not a panicker either, you know, as I guess being a paramedic, I'm pretty good at like just being like, no, you're fine. (laughs) Actually, this Mm -hmm. is just, you know, whatever. Um, But I was like, I genuinely think I'm So we rushed off to the hospital. Yeah. And I then was diagnosed with Graves' disease. I was going into what's called a thyroid storm, which is very dangerous. And, Mm. um, you know, the... First of all, because I thought I was having a heart attack, you know, the head of cardiology came down to look at me and then the endocrinology specialist came to look at me and they were great. The hospital here, the, the teams were amazing and I was very impressed with that. Um, so I was diagnosed with Graves' disease and they gave me all this medicine and I was just like, I don't want to be on this forever, but yes, I'm taking it now because I don't want to feel like I'm having a heart attack. Anyhow. Right, right, right. So the reason for all that is during this time, everything was stressful. I was overworking myself. I was studying, trying to, you know, just get shit done. Was not doing Reiki. Wasn't really meditating. I was doing bits and pieces here and there, but it was not consistent. And what happened? Mm -hmm. I got a smack in the face. Like literally the universe, (laughs) like Amy, and I don't know (laughs) if I can say the F word, but. You can. I, I, yeah, go for it. Wake the fuck up. (laughs) what are you doing? <laughs> so I, you know, after I started feeling better, cause I had all this time, you know, where I wasn't able to read and I could barely think. So I was just like sitting there with like, what the hell has happened to me? I was, said to my yeah. husband, I was like, I just got a literal smack in the face. Like if there's anything more clear, it's that I need to sort my <laughs> shit out. And so I started doing Reiki. <laughs> I spoke to the endocrinology specialist and I was like, I'm yeah. definitely taking these medications cause I feel like shit. Mm-hmm. but also this is not all I'm going to do and I will be off these in six months and she was like well it's generally we keep them you on them for 18 months before we even consider like you know weaning you off them and I was like absolutely not because the medications also didn't make me feel great but they made me feel better right. than I was feeling before you know so yeah, it was kind yeah. of the lesser of two evils and I I knew that you could go into remission with Graves disease you know and knock on wood um, so I said to her, I was like, I will do everything you ask, but I'm also going to do everything I want. And when I feel like I can come and we start weaning off these, I want you to give me your blessing. I said, I'll do it with blood mm-hmm. work. You can have my bloods and we can prove that I'm ready and we can make right, sure right, this right. doesn't happen again. But I really would appreciate if you would allow me to kind of guide when I can kind of start weaning off these, I don't want to wait 18 months. Plus we were trying to fall yeah. pregnant and you can't, you're not supposed to be on right. these medications. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, cause that was another issue I had with her, with what, you know, with the medication, not with her. And I just said, you know, we're actually trying to fall pregnant and, you know, obviously I'm not fall, you know, falling pregnant cause I'm probably too stressed out, but you can't be pregnant on these medications. So I was like, we need to get me off them. And plus, like I said, I didn't feel good about it. So I was doing regular Reiki treatments. I 
made sure I, you know, I went back to nutrition, you know, the, ba- the basics, you know, what I knew I should be doing, but I fell out of it. I just, I was, yeah. everything was happening. I started meditating again. I made sure I was doing yoga. I actually decreased what I was doing in the gym. Um, and six months later, we started weaning me off them. I was like, that's awesome. You've got my blood work. I'm ready. We had one short bout where I almost came all the way off them. And then, uh, things started creeping back up again in my blood work. And so she had me on the lowest dose and I just said, I was like, I know this is the lowest dose, but I want to take half of it. I don't think I need the lowest dose. And she was like, you're, you do what you're going to do. And I was like, <laughs> I promise, I'm still going to get the blood work. Because I, I, I want this to work. I don't just want to be like, I don't need it and then be really sick. No, totally. Um, yeah, so I was so grateful. <laughs> so grateful that she was happy to kind of support me through that, even though she wasn't actively working with that treatment plan of, you know, well, here are the things that you can do. Um, you know, yeah. I did all that complimentary stuff myself. I was so happy when I finally came off those and knock it on wood. I'm still in remission and feel really good. And I still get regular, regular blood work to make sure it's all, um, a okay, but it just goes to show that there's so much you can do outside of, you know, and, and, but the Western medical model is important too, because I mean, I needed that. I was very unwell. I I was extremely unwell and you know, that medication helped me out of the worst of it. Yeah. 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 Things will inevitably so, happen that modern, I guess, westernized medicine is like useful for, but then there's also like absolutely your general mm. health and well being that you shouldn't ignore. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. So that's that's well, they, my uh, yeah. most recent success, personal success story <laughs> with, you know, just yeah. showing how far complementary therapies can really benefit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with that, thank you for coming on. Um, thank you. Do you want to shout out your um, business stuff again too? I'm gonna include all the links too. Well, we can email about that later with um, yeah, like Sweet. yeah, getting all of those. But yeah, I'd love to. Thank you. So the Holistic Health Show. It's on all the podcasting platforms. You will hear me explain what Reiki is in a much more articulate way than I have today. So head over <laughs> you and listen great. to that. Yeah, thank you. You're sweet. Um, I have a whole chakra series on there. You know, you've been listening to today and, and we talk about all the chakras and the benefits to your health. And then my business is called Body Mind Key. That's K-I. That's uh, a little play on words there with Reiki. So www.bodymindkey.com. And Yay. go check it out. Happy to answer all your questions. Hell yeah. And book a consult Thanks. with her. See, see, yeah, see what Amy's consults. about. So, yeah. <laughs> Definitely book well, cool. in for those. Yay. Thanks for having me, well, Kaylin. Yeah, of course. This was fun. It's I, mm. I love learning new stuff, especially stuff I don't know a lot about. Like I you know, like we said at the beginning, that's super important just for human growth in general. And yeah. I like how your perspective was keeping it young, but I love it. I love it all. Yeah. And you um, never know the connections you're going to right? So. Oh, totally. Great. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We can keep this an ongoing conversation for sure. <laughs> Definitely.
Well, listeners, thank you for tuning in to another episode of What Do We Call This Podcast. Don't forget to follow and rate, please. It's so helpful. And share with your friends, your family, your dog, whoever. (laughs) Um, That's all we got. Peace out, (laughs) y'all. Bye.